0: Hey, folks, this is David Shore for Corruption of Child Protective Services. Now, I'm going to start with the first phase, or first part, of this comparison. But I'm going to add one more. You ladies may know of the book, The Secret, by Rhonda Byrne. Well, all three of them have one thing in common. And hopefully you can figure out what those three, one thing is from the three. Now, an overview of the seven habits of highly effective people. And I'm going to go along with the book because it's a lot easier that way. But what we have is I've told you that the seven habits are be proactive, begin with the end in mind. Put first things first. Now that's what they call private victory or the foundation, the roots. The fourth habit is think win-win, seek first to understand, then to be understood, synergize, and then sharpen the saw. If you look at it like a tree, the think win-win is the trunk of the tree. The branches of the tree is to seek first to understand, then to be understood, synergize, and then sharpen the saw. Well, let's go what we already know, what we've learned in our lives. The seven habits of highly ineffective people. Because believe it or not, we've been doing this and not even realizing it. Then again, if we listen to the media or to others, they're no more successful than we are. We have to look at it like that. And if we teach our children... What not to do, then show them what to do, they're more successful. And hopefully by the end of this, you'll understand. Now, the seven habits of highly ineffective people are habit one react or be reactive. Blame all your problems on your lousy boss, your parents, your genes, your spouse, your partner, your ex, the economy, the government, or something else. Be a victim. Take no responsibility for your life. If you're hungry, eat. If you're angry, yell. If someone says something rude to you, be rude back. React. And that's true. I've done it. And probably many of you have done that too. You're reactive instead of proactive, which I'll get into a little later. Now, the habit, too, of ineffective people is begin with squat in mind. Don't plan ahead. Don't set goals. And don't worry about the consequences of your actions. Go with the flow. Live for the moment. And party on, dude. For tomorrow you may die. You know, that is true. How many of us just party We uh, gift to Friday, Friday's coming, and hey, it's party time. So, we don't plan ahead. We want that promotion, but hey, our buddies hey, come on, let's not worry about that now. There's a party over at such and such's house. Or, hey, there's a new bar we should just check out. Or, like, today is Black Friday. Oh, got to check out those deals. Now, I'm in a financial position right now where I can go out and spend all my money. Do I now? No. And as I continue, you'll start understanding why. Habit three of ineffective people is put first things last. Procrastinate. Do the urgent things first. Like answering every ring, bling, and beep that comes your way. You'll get to the important stuff later. Don't worry about strengthening your relationships. They'll always be there. And why exercise? You'll still have your health. Just make sure you spend sufficient time each day watching YouTube. I'm guilty of that. I mean the times I should have been exercising and I'm still trying to lose this belly. I'm watching YouTube. Is that going to get me the body I want? I can imagine it of the matter is if I don't get my butt in gear, it's gonna get bigger, my belly's gonna get bigger. And this thing called diastasis recti, which is a separation of the abdominal walls, is gonna not get healed. But hey, YouTube's more important. Habit four of ineffective people, think win, lose. See life as a vicious competition. Everyone's out to get you, so you'd better get them first. Don't let others succeed, because remember, if they win, you lose. If it looks like you're going to lose, however, make sure you drag that sucker down with you. Okay, we have to think, okay, how is that going to help us? Or how, just help you? How's it going to help you get that promotion? How's it going to help you get that position you've been eyeing on employers write everything down they observe everything even when you're not thinking that they're observing you have you ever noticed that the ones you think are slackers get the promotions kind of wonder what kind of kiss ass is that why the fuck am I not getting that and also you do have snitches Let's say you're working very hard, but that snitch says, Oh, Jane here, she didn't clean out the trash. Or Joe there, he left work without it, cleaning up the bathrooms or something like that. And you know you did it. That's why document everything. Habit 5. Seek first to talk, then pretend to listen. You were born with a mouth, so use it. Talk a lot. Make sure everyone understands your views first. Then, if you must, pretend to listen by saying, "Uh uh-huh, while daydreaming about what you want for lunch. Or if you really want that opinion, their opinion, give it to them. How many times have you done that? How many times do you realize, if you just stop to think of what you're going to say, you'd realize... You're not really listening to the person. All you're doing is just waiting for them to shut the fuck up so you can give them their opinion. Habit 6. Be an island. Let's face it, other people are weird because they're different from you. So why try to get along with them? Teamwork is overrated. Cooperation slows everything down. So bag it. Since you always have the best ideas... You're better off just doing things by yourself. Be your own special island. Team is an acronym that stands for together everyone achieves more. But you also have to be on the same page. Everyone has to listen to one another and hear what they have to say and repeat it back. Only then does a team really work. But hey, if you want to do be an island, go right ahead. That's really worked in your past, hasn't it? Habit 7. Burn yourself out. Be too busy driving to take time to get gas. Be too busy living to take time to recharge or renew. Don't learn new things. Avoid exercise like the plague. And for heaven's sake, stay away from good books, nature, art, music, or anything else that may inspire you. Burn, baby, burn. Sound familiar? Where are you right now in life? Where are you right now in your relationship? Where are you right now in raising your kids? And are you listening to others like CPS and burning yourself out, not having time for your kids so they can just say that you're being neglectful? Clearly, these are not the habits we are after. But too often we practice them because they represent the course of least resistance. In summary, I hope the seven habits give you an unforgettable framework to help you navigate and become more effective, the more effective person at home and work. I hope you'll remember that private victories precede public victories, and I hope you'll challenge and upgrade some of your paradigms. My father would often ask, which is the most important habit? According to my siblings and me, he at one time or another said that every habit was the most important one. Habit two, he, panificate, is the most important habit. Because if you don't have a vision for your life, you have nothing. Now, that's beginning with the end in mind. Now, with that... I'd like to read something to you. Now, I've gone over these, and it's the card, and I probably read this in my last episode, but I'm going to read it again. Sun Tzu said, He will, when who prepared himself, waits to take the enemy unprepared. Preparation is power. Whatever you do in life, it is essential to make a plan. All plans should begin with a careful assessment of all the circumstances involved. The point of this is the information this process will give you. Ask around. Get help from the appropriate people. Arming yourself with the relevant intel will allow you to alter your plans accordingly. So, let's go back to this. It's beginning with the end in mind. Planning. Be proactive is the first one. Planning. You're preparing with the end in mind. So you're getting information. You're finding out everything. You gotta find it. Let's say you have a promotion coming up. Or let's say there's a new position at the company. I'll use my example. I want to be terminal manager. Well, I have to begin with the end in mind. How do I get there? Ah. How do you ever get anywhere? Let's say you move to here, South Bend, if you've never been here before. And you want to get from here to the University Park Mall. And if you don't know how to get there, you can just go on Google Maps and uh, put in University Park Mall And it'll have directions, you just click on that, and it'll show you how to get there. Very simple, right? you got, okay, go here, then I go down the road, I turn here, turn there, and I'm at the mall. Well, what if your phone is down? Well, you could go to anyone and say, excuse me, I'm trying to get to University Park Mall. Can you tell me how to get there from where I'm at? And they may say, Oh, yeah, you take, uh, like you may say, take Colfax all the way over to Eddie Street. You make a left. You take, then just follow that right around. Okay. Um, if you don't know where that, and they say, you know where Eddie is, don't you? Be honest and say, I don't know where Eddie Street is. Oh, okay. Do you know where Colfax is? No. And if you're like on the corner of. Um, I'm trying to think of the streets now, but let's say you're downtown and they say, OK, and they say, and let's say you're on Washington Street. So, OK. Go take the take this take Washington on down and they're facing east. Take this down and you'll come to Michigan Street. Then make a left, go to the next street over, that'll be Colfax. Turn right, take that all the way down. And they say, let's say they tell you three stoplights. At the third stoplight, that'll be Eddy Street. You turn left at Eddy Street, and then you just fo- follow that road, and it'll take you right to University Park Mall. Did you see how detailed I just got? I gave you directions on how to go to University Park Mall. This is the same thing, preparation and power. It is essential to make a plan. And in that plan, you had to find out how to get from point A to point B. The same goes true in preparing for a job interview. Don't go into a job interview because oh, I gotta have a job. I gotta get this job. Find out about the position that you're applying for. If you're going to Four Winds Casino to work at the at the buffet, find out what position you're going to be interviewing for. If it's for hostess, find out everything about a hostess. It's like getting directions. Find out what the position is, what the position entails, what the re- requirements are, what the job de- duties are, what you do, what you don't do. Is there anything above being a hostess that you do? These are key. because Find out everything about the company. Because if they ask, well, do you know what uh, we do here at Four Winds? Don't just say, well, it's a casino and people gamble. They are asking, do you know what we do here? They're asking at the buffet, what is it that we do here at the buffet? And that is they provide food for the customer, for the gamblers there. And they charge a certain amount. The food ranges from roast beef to mashed potatoes to desserts and everything in between. Find out about their menu. Find out everything. In other words, whatever the company is and the position is, find out. And have a list of questions. That's being prepared. That's beginning with the end of mind. Because, folks, when you finally learn that, now, let's go with habit one be proactive. And that's dependence. And there's three levels. There's a dependence, there's independence, and then interdependence. And as we go on, you'll find out what, interdepend- what the other two are. Now, Henry David Thoreau was quoted as saying, I know of no more encouraging fact than the unquestionable ability of man to elevate his life By conscious endeavor. I would like to change one word on that. To put. I know of no more encouraging fact. Than the unquestionable ability. Of man and woman. To elevate his or her life. By conscious endeavor. Now. He goes on to talk about the social mirror. If the only vision we have of ourselves come from the social mirror from the current social paradigm and from the opinions perceptions and paradigms of the people around us our view of ourselves is like the reflection in the crazy mirror room at the carnival you're never on time why can't you keep everything ever keep things in order you must be an artist you eat like a horse i can't believe you won This is so simple. Why can't you understand? Sound familiar? I mean, I heard about, heard those things all my life. Growing up, especially the last one, this is so simple. Why can't you understand? Well, if I just told you to go to University Park Mall and just, uh, you know, follow the road. It's so simple. Anyway, you know, I've been around here for 10, 12, 15, my whole life. I don't understand why you can't get there. Because you haven't been shown. These visions are disjointed and out of proportion. They are often more projections than reflections, projecting the concerns and character weaknesses of people giving the input rather than accurately reflecting what we are. There's a saying, we don't see people or things the way they are. We see them the way we are. Now, first thing is to be proactive, is choose well, then give it everything you've got. Now, Sun Tzu on that says, at the critical moment, the leader of an army acts like one who has climbed up a height and then kicks away the ladder behind him. He carries his men deep into hostile territory before he shows his hand. Almost everything we do in life involves making a choice. We're talking about the big ones here. For example, marriage. If you decide on someone but are hesitant to commit, you may have made the wrong choice. If you have thought long and hard about it, considered all the options, the pros and the cons. Don't go in half hearted. Commit. Kick away the ladder and give it everything you've got. And that is true. You see, if you have all the knowledge you need, no matter if it's a job, no matter if it's something about raising children, whatever it is, we'll go in all out. we go all in. If you see something has worked, and you see it repeated over and over and over, go in. Go 100%. If you see that the skills you have for a job, that you've done it before, you read, and a lot of the things you read are the things that you've done at other jobs, and even at home, in your family life, you're going... I can do that. And you present yourself like that. You find a way in which to present yourself in the best light possible. And that gives to the next one. Sun Tzu said, in night fighting, then make much use of signal fires and drums. And in fighting by day, of flags and banners. As a means of influencing the ears and eyes of your army. Communicate appropriately. Always use appropriate communication tools for different people and different environments. Appropriate communications with your, kid, your spouse, kids, boss, or coworkers can deepen your connections to others. Build greater trust and respect and improve teamwork, problem solving, and your overall social and emotional health. Communication. Listen more, speak less. The late John Wayne told Harrison Ford and Chuck Norris how to be a better actor. He said, talk low, talk slow, and say very little. Sounds simple, right? Listen to them. Listen to Harrison Ford when he's on camera. Chuck Norris. Find any actor who emulates that where they talk low, they talk slow, and they don't say too much. They say only what they need to. Be precise in what you want. And if you want the job, explain with as little words as possible. Why you, like me, they asked me why I want to be a truck driver. And I'm going to tell you the answer I gave them. I come from a family of truck drivers, both sides of my family are truck drivers. I've done this before. I know how the industry is, and I'm able to relearn how to drive, but also apply my skills of what I've already learned. Now, it may sound like I didn't really say too much, but actually what I told them is I want to be a truck driver because it is exactly what I've been trained to do. And I can't do anything other than drive a truck because that's what I'm trained to do. I can't like well, become a computer programmer with my knowledge of trucking. Now this is the one thing it would be proactive. It has the same stimulus and response between stimulus and response in answer to those those questions of function functionality. Mm-hmm. Do these deterministic maps describe the territory? Frankl was a, this Victor Frankl. Frankl was a determinist raised in the tradition of Freudian Freudian psychology, which postulates that whatever happens to you as a child shapes your character and personality and basically governs your whole life. The limits and parameters to your life are set and basically you can't do much about it. Franco was also a psychiatrist and a Jew. He was imprisoned in the death camps of Nazi Germany, where he experienced things that were so repugnant to our sense of decency that we shudder to even repeat them. Now his parents, his brother and his wife died in the camps or were sent to the gas ovens. Except for his sister, his entire family perished. Frankel himself suffered torture and innumerable indignities, never knowing from one moment to the next if his path would lead to the ovens or if he would be among the saved who would remove the bodies or shovel out the ashes of those so faded. We think we got it bad, this Victor Frankel. How would you like to go in there and you knew... That your family just went in that oven and the ashes that you're sweeping up happened to be theirs. He said, one day, naked and alone in a small room, he began to become aware of what he later called the last of the human freedoms. The freedom his Nazi captors could not take away. I want you to listen very carefully to this one. They could control his entire environment. They could do what they wanted to his body. But Viktor Frankl himself was a self-aware being who could look, as an observer, at his very involvement. His basic identity was intact. He could decide within himself how all of this was going to affect him. Between what happened to him or the stimulus and his response to it, was his freedom or power to choose that response. Choice how you choose to respond to something, no matter what it is. We have choices. We choose how to react or act on things. In the midst of his experiences, Frankel would project himself into different circumstances, such as lecturing to his students after his release from the death camps. He would describe himself in the classroom, in his mind's eye, and give his students the lessons he was learning during his very torture. Sounds like he was delusional, huh? But the truth of the matter is, that's what saved him. He did, day- if you want to call it daydreaming. But he went into detail. When I was in prison, I knew what truck driving was. But also I knew one day I was going to be a union truck driver. I did not know which one, but the company that I kept seeing was Yellow Trucking, Yellow Freight. Well, also, there was a company called Holland. I kept on seeing these trucks, kept on seeing them over and over and over again. I also know that they were in town, YRC, Yellow Roadway, because I also remember Roadway growing up. And more than once, I applied for a position with Howland Freight. And I kept on getting turned down. Then one day in 2011, I applied again for the Dr. Driver program. I figured I might as well see if I can at least get a doc position. I went to interview. Remember the gentleman. And his name was my name, uh, Dave. Dave. And we got to talking, and I told him uh, I was a truck driver before. He says, well, how long? I said, about nine years. He says, wait a minute. So he, he got on the phone. He talked to someone. He says, you know, normally we put people through the Dr. Driver program, but since you have the experience, I what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you through the academy immediately. I presented, that was another thing, presenting my credentials. When I talk, when he says, tell, little, tell me something, a little something about yourself, I told him who I was as a truck driver. Told him what I could do, that I could drive forwards, backwards. At one point, I could fold. There's a thing called folding the trailer in half. Those that are in the industry know, should know what I'm talking about. But if you don't, it's taking the trailer, putting it into a slot that other drivers are having a hard time, including veteran drivers. You've probably seen it. I went through the academy. Two of the best instructors, Ryan and Greg. Greg drove this one big semi for the Army that pulled the Abrams tanks. Its top speed, he said, was 45 miles per hour. And I'll just say this. When he was in the army, he was able to control that truck. I'm not going to tell you anything more. If you ever meet Greg, you can ask him his experience in the army. He had 30 years. Let's just say that uh, when he gets out, when he got out, he had to relearn how to drive. How to back. When they teach you one way, you have to come out and do it a different way. But he was also in another country where the trailers, you just back it in like you did with Abrams. You just back it in like you'd back in a car. But if you want the trailer to go left, you got to turn your wheels right. And if you want the trailer to go right, you have to turn it left. And I know it sounds backwards, but... You should really watch how a truck driver backs in if you're able to. But the point I'm getting at is this. Choose wisely. Choose which way you want to go. Where you want to go in life. Do your research. Plan ahead. Because I'll tell you. Because even in the book, the secret. I mean, if I were to read you the table of contents, it says the secret revealed, the secret made simple, how to use the secret, the secret powerful processes, the secret to money, the secret to relationships, the secret to health, the secret to the world, the secret to you, the secret to life. And the secret is you have the seven habits. The eighth habit is the seven. So right now, what we're actually talking about is to be proactive, planning ahead, beginning with the end of mind, find out about the position or anything in life, and putting first things first, which is, once again, planning. Right there, I just told you the first three of uh, three habits. Very simple, huh? All you're doing is preparing You're planning ahead. Vacation, you name it. Even going, even like getting up. Okay, what time do you have to get up to go to work? Do you, you live five minutes away? Okay, you live a half hour away, then you get up an hour ahead. Then you leave about fifteen, about 45 minutes ahead of time. That way you're there early. And especially with the winter months coming, you have to know that. And you also have to know from where you're living, where your job is. What route are you going to take? Are there alternate routes just in the event those roads are closed? You're preparing ahead of time. And the one thing is it's not brown nosing. It's not white privilege. It's not any of this. It's preparing your life. Tell everyone else, go fuck themselves. Because you want better for your life, for your children. If you don't have someone supporting you, saying, I believe in you, it's not going to work. I'll tell you that right now. So the smart thing to do is this. If you... um. Know that what you want, if you want a better life, plan it. Find out what it is you want, how you're going to get it. If you have to, there are people working two jobs to get the things they want a house, a new car, new clothes. You know, even if you have the two jobs just to pay for the utility bill, the bills and everything, do that. But know this: plan ahead, step by step by step. First is look at the job, find out what it entails, every detail, no matter how small or minute. They say you need to have three or four years but willing to train the right person. Ah, How do you do that? Find your skills. Line them up with that. See if your skills have another name for them. Because sometimes they may be called something different in the position you're going for. And use examples. Go into detail. Don't leave anything out. Even the smallest detail will, like, look at me. I went to the driving academy, the Holland Freight Driving Academy. Because I had the knowledge and experience. Your experience would probably be different. But you're never going to know unless you try. That's where be decisive and be quick. To end this, I'm going to go... Sun Tzu said... Though we have heard of stupid haste in war, cleverness has never been seen associated with long delays. Be decisive and be quick. Life is short, although it's only when you reach a certain age that you realize this. The fact is that you cannot afford to wait too long to tackle your problems, as they will only get worse. Face them now. Decide what to do. And act quickly. You may find things are not as difficult as you thought. I'm going to leave you with this, and I'm going to just ask you. And this is going to sound like a silly question, but I'm going to ask it anyhow. How do you eat an elephant? Now, if you if you thought you didn't hear me right, I'll say it again. How do you eat an elephant? And the answer will surprise you. One piece at a time. A problem is insurmountable. What you do, you start with whatever end. I wouldn't start at the tail end, but look at his legs. Take a little piece off of each part of the elephant. Your problem. Break it down. And before too long, your problem that you saw was insurmountable is actually achievable. But you first have to break it down. And don't listen to people that say, well, I wouldn't do it that way. Or the boss doesn't say, so we have to do it that way. Then check with your boss. Say, hey, look... Um, I say, you know, we have this here. Can I break this? Uh, can I break this down into like thirds, where I can do a third each time? Chances are the boss is going to say, Yeah, sure. Work it any way you want. This is your machine. Or, you know, Yeah, sure. Work it any way you want. As long as the job gets done. When you do that, don't listen to others. If you break it down, and you're working it, and it's working your way. And they, they say, hey, uh, you should do it this way. It says, just say politely, could you please leave? I've got this under control. If I don't, I'll call for you. Very simple. When you're showing your children that, and your children mimic what you're doing, and they succeed, and they graduate, like, grade school, middle school, high school, and the grades continue to go up because you help them do this and you'll find formulas that work for them encourage them even more by doing that you feel good you're doing the work at your job you're doing things at home and everyone is happy have you got someone that's not happy remember this there's two sayings, one's from the Bible and If you want wisdom, hang around wise people. If you want to be remaining a fool, stay around foolish people. Or you can't soar with eagles if you're hanging around turkeys. If you know anything about turkeys, you know they can't fly. So what do you want? Do you want to hang on the ground with turkeys or do you want to soar with eagles? This is David Shore for Corruption of Child Protective Services. Keep your head down. Keep moving forward. And in the next one, I'm going to continue with the be proa- proactive, begin with the end in mind, and put first things first. We got to get this foundation down. And you'll see in the next one how being proactive is more beneficial than being reactive.